Uh, it's Leafs Talk, J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee. These are getting a little too familiar, buddy. Hey, man. Feels like we just did this. How are you? Nice to see you. Yeah, well, I just mean this is getting too familiar. Leafs blowing leads. Uh, and this one back-to-back, third period blown leads. Yeah, what time do they get to the arena tonight? 10 to 6? Yeah. They're they're stuck in an airport. They're, you know, they're they're coming back from vacation here. They're in a nightmare trip. They're stuck in the airport. They can't get off the ground. There's, you know, how long does this game get postponed? Almost an hour. There's questions mm-hmm. if the game's even going to get played tonight. Like, it's a it's a precarious situation. And then the Leafs have every excuse in the world to just, you know, beat up on a team that's coming in quiet. You see the reaction on the bench after they win that game. And it's just, again, they blow a lead, a no-show from their stars. And it's just, it's a it's another loss. Regulation. No loser points all weekend. The, the standings are getting a little more grim as we go along here, bud. Well, you know, not to be too dad jokey, but mm-hmm. somehow the Leafs showed up later than the Red Wings. <laughs> like all all day, all day, these guys are rotting in an airport. The Leafs get three power plays to start the game. Three. And I think between the three power plays to start the game, what, they got one high danger opportunity? think they ended up with three shots combined on those power plays. Just completely lifeless performance in the first period. Now, to their credit, right? Like, uh, let me give the credit because God knows that most of the fan base is probably just going to be calling for Sheldon Keefe's head. And there, there's going to be a lot of looking the other way on all the guys who make their the 13 percenters. You know, the 13 percenters are ne- – well, how are they to be blamed, you know? They played yesterday, for God's sakes. And, you know – it's hard on those guys. It's really hard on those guys. This is all Sheldon Key's fault. So they clamped down, I thought, in front of Samsonov in the second period. And I think Detroit finished the first with 10 shots, maybe nine, nine, 10 shots. And then the rest of the way until Lilligren turnover at the end of the game, where just a breakdown, Detroit finds a way, puts it in the back of the net right after a beautiful Samsonov save. Toronto really did play, I thought, like a well-checked, tight hockey game, a little bit more defensively responsible. But yeah, it's it's hard to overlook the start, dude. Like, you had a chance to just bury these guys. You had an opportunity to just put them asl- to sleep. Just just put the Red Wings to sleep, and you came out even flatter. And I like that's, to me, kind of the story of the game. Yeah, they were brutal in the first period. I don't, I don't know why that's the way they looked. They just, you know, going back to how, I don't know how many years ago it was that Sheldon Keefe said soft and purposeless, but that's how they played the first period. It's just, there mm-hmm. was nothing there. And like you, like we've laid out here, that team's flying in at 10 minutes before this game. And there's just no excuse to not put three in the net. You got James Reimer in there. What was the number that, that Simmer said on the broadcast? Was it 17 in his last three starts? What was the number that I... I yeah. I don't even know what it was. It was crazy, the number that he said. And you just, you can't find a way to get one past him. The power play looks horrible. Keith is changing up all these lines to try and light a fire under them. It doesn't work for the first period. This, to me, is a game where a team that's undermanned, where they had every excuse to quit, just keep build, kept building in belief because the tight game was close. And then they took kind of, you know, Towards the end of the game, they get a lucky break and they score. This game should have been four nothing after the first period, and they just couldn't find a way to get one past Reimer. Was, Dude, look at Detroit's great. reaction on the bench to end. That's the what game. I mean, they cared. They cared. It mattered so much. They yeah. They obviously had a really crappy day leading up to today. Yep. It's clear that they were very, very, very excited, and like all their goals, the celebrations, like Larkins when he scored that first goal, the celebration by him 
It's like, whoa, like what's it going on here? Mm. And then you see him on the bench. It's like they had a bad day. These guys had a bad yeah. day and they were extremely happy to win. And the Leafs should be embarrassed they lost. That's what it comes Brother, down to. It, this is one everyone can relate to. Yeah. Like, there, is there how many things on planet Earth are more draining than when you're waiting for a flight to take off? Nothing. You're completely powerless and yeah. you've got nothing other than an uncomfortable seat and staring at your phone. <laughs> and, and then, Going up and looking and trying to see if the monitor is going to tell you something different. Like it is, it is draining. It's a horrible feeling to be stuck in an airport. That's why all the media members tweet about it when it it happens. It's like, I got time to tweet. Air Canada. Yeah. Yeah. You did it, Air Canada. You did it again. You did it again. Yeah. (laughs) The poor journos and the flights. It's a hard life. It's a hard life for the boys. Um, I just, I'm I'm kind of at a loss on this show, dude. I like I don't even know what to say. Like I, there's there's a nice performance by Samsonov mixed in there. I love that the crowd nice. gave him a Bronx. What nice? Like yeah, two good saves. And the, like I yeah. mean, he had he had what was he ended up with twenty two saves. Like you know they hit well, him in the chest for the rest of the night. He made two really nice saves, which is good. It's yeah. definitely progress. But I'm not going to go as far as to say nice. Like it's not um, the reason they it's not the reason they lost, but you know, it's it's. You know, I think it was nice, all things considered. If you would have told me Samsonov was going to face twenty three shots or twenty six shots, I would have been like, yeah, they gave up six. He gave up six goals the way that he had been playing. It was a controversial start, and it didn't backfire on them. And I will say that those two saves were really nice. Those are two really really nice saves, and for, sure. for him. For him to just kind of come in there and battle and look competent, I, I thought yep. it was a really nice step forward for him in order to progress. find his game. Like, that save's brilliant. Progress. What? Yeah, progress. progress. That, I think that's, that's what you're it. looking for. I'm not going to try to say that anything has changed with Samsonov. Like, the very next game that you're going to... What What happened when they faced uh, Nashville? They put him in, he gets a shutout, and then the very next game, it goes into the tank. So yep. credit to the Leafs for playing a tight game in front of him, no one who was in net, and yep. not letting him get shelled. Credit to Samsonov for playing some competent hockey and making a couple of big saves, not allowing a stinker of a goal, right? Like you'd agree. None of the three goals against him were awful. Third one, you know, he's sliding the wrong way or whatever, but I mean, it's not terrible. Uh, It's it's a bad turnover behind their own net where they get caught watching and it's a nice play. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he's, you know, he's... But uh, I thought it was hilarious that the crowd gave him the Bronx cheer. And then I thought it was even funnier that I tweeted about it. Bronx cheer? Yes, I can't I believe this take bit, from people being it like, a it's a supportive bit, cheer. I did. I actually, no, I, the tone of it to me, no, was a little bit more supportive than a normal Bronx cheer. Like it would, uh, to me, it was. I, I, I'm with whoever you think is dumb. I maybe, I, I, I didn't I, think it was bad. Hey, you, I rarely, I, uh, I'm not trying to be too hyperbolic. Yeah, I think whoever thinks that Bronx cheer is a <laughs> fun cheer supporting yeah. is actually the dumbest people on planet Earth and know nothing <laughs> about sports. So congrats for you revealing yourself. The idea that you think that the crowd was going after he made a chest save. Hey, way to go. You did it. Like in any reality. They're, that, bud. They're, ch- they're trying to support the guy. They know no, the that's, that's crazy. The Sammy, t- the Sammy chant was kind of funny too later in the game because he made the great save and they try to get it going. But most of the crowd was like, yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, like, we're not. We're 
we'll give him a little. That's all right. But we're not going over the top here. This isn't Rocky, you know? He made one good save. Like, to your point, the, the game by him wasn't brilliant. It was an awesome save. He yeah. deserves some love for it. But I was glad that it didn't get way too over the top. And then, of course, it ends up in the back of their net immediately after, which I, I thought was just perfect. Um. So I sent a snarky tweet before we started, and boy, it's getting a lot of people mad. But uh, yeah. William Nylander in his three non-Sharks games since the $92 million extension, zero mm-hmm. points and a dash one. I'd like to get paid after Sharks games. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's everybody would like to get paid after Sharks games. Stars have been bad in big games here for a couple of, like, you know, Marner has his 600th point tonight, and mm-hmm. it was a really good play by Bertuzzi to put it on his stick or whatever, so he gets a point. You know, Matthews, a couple down ones here from him in a row. I uh, didn't think he was – obviously wasn't very good against uh, – who they played last night? Avalanche was dash three. Mm-hmm. Didn't think he was particularly good again here tonight. Just shows you what this team is, right? Stars aren't going. They don't win. And I thought – like, I give credit to Keith for trying to do the super blow up of the lines and try different stuff, but it's pretty clear what this is. And it's like we've been talking about this for <laughs> however many years now. When these guys go into ruts, it's the team goes in a rut. So – not pretty from the stars again, buddy. No, and it's it's getting late early here. We're halfway through the season now. For sure. No question. Like we're halfway through the season, and it's it's feeling pretty same old Maple Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what what makes you feel really different about this team right now? This is just I, it. This, the stars that everyone loves to praise with just, you know, full it – just, it's full praise all the time when they're playing well. And then when things go poorly, it's it's Sheldon Keith's fault, or it's the goaltender's fault, or it's it's the blue line's not good enough for these guys, or yep. it's a million different excuses. But I'm with you. Like this stretch to me has been really, really lackluster. These three games from those four, I will say four guys, because I think Riley has actually been mostly Matthew, fine. Well, Matthew scored twice against the Isles, so yeah. I'm not going to give him too much of a problem for that one. I thought, I thought he turned it up in the third period tonight, but it's like okay, sure. awesome. He had a couple good shifts late in the third. Yep. Is that what you're? Is that the bar for? A superstar of that caliber? So uh, I mentioned Marner get his 600th point. I want to give credit to uh, our boy Nick Richard for an excellent tweet tonight. He says, Home- mm-hmm. hometown boy becomes the fastest to reach 600 points in Leafs franchise history after being nominated for the Selkie the year prior. Surely he is beloved in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It tweet, is weird. Man. It's true. No, it's not. It's not no, weird. it's weird. This just this element of it is that it's it's weird that he's so much less popular than the other two. For sure, he is. He has his fans, his yeah. diehard fans who are like a sect of Leafs Nation, and it's crazy that it's just like they're painted ourselves into these corners. But yeah. it, it is crazy. He's the fastest to six hundred points in Leafs history, yeah. and everybody whines about him all the time, myself included. It's sure. you know, it's it's an eye opening stat. That's a huge number. 600 already. Yep. It really, care to say anything good? I, care to I, say anything good, buddy? <laughs> I don't have good things to say right now. I. It's so funny, too. I, you know, uh, sometimes we'll get criticized for the show where someone will go, it's just a game. That's my least favorite criticism, yeah. right? Is they'll go, it's just one game. And, like, this is what this show is. It's It's breaking down game by game. So sometimes when we have to do the larger picture credit time, and especially in moments like this where they lost to a Detroit team that was begging to lose, 
Yeah. The Leafs played last night. They should have showed up with their hair on fire after that embarrassment. Their head coach went to the media and said that the other team stars were brilliant and above the NHL caliber and that those guys weren't going. He called William Nylander out by name and said he had to put him up on the top line because he was going so poorly. He basically did the episode we did of Leafs talk, but at a podium. I think he went into the coach's room and watched Leafs talk and then went out and did his thing. He's like, God, those those idiots are making good points. I gotta those go two handsome <laughs> sons of a gun are making a lot of great points. And then they uh, came out tonight, and you thought, yo, they broke up the lines. Yeah, Everybody's going to come night. out. They're on fire. I night. thought this was going to be William Nylander from the beginning of the season, Nylander tonight, for sure. Yep. Like, dude, you signed that contract. Everybody's making the jokes, the nervous jokes, by the way. It's like, you say it and you go, hey, do you Hendrick cut that big one? Please score a goal. <laughs> like, please, please score a goal. Uh, and it was an, a nothing affair, really. And again, they're maybe they're playing a little too tight defensively because of who's in net. And they're all getting used to new lines, but I sure didn't feel any type of real passion from the least. I didn't feel like these were a bunch of guys that were embarrassed about what happened the night before and were not going to stand to lose tonight. And and that's the common theme with these guys is it just, it never feels like they hate losing. Yep. Bang on. Uh, just looking, just went on while you were talking there, went uh, to my other window and searched Keith into X.com or Twitter, whatever you want to call it.com. I'm sure it's just fire Keith all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I listen, listen I, they can hot. fire him. I, uh, like, I, I don't, yeah, his seat is definitely getting hotter. And I wouldn't even mind it if they did it to him because I've never really been a huge Sheldon Keefe defender. But what I will say is, it is kind of funny that he calls them out in the media, he says what everybody's thinking, and then he blends the lines the way that everybody wants him to do it. Yep. And then the players come out and they, oh, they drop the ball. And it's and it's everybody on X, Twitter, whatever, saying fire the coach. Just <laughs> and you wonder why these guys don't play with any fire or passion, right? It's like, yep. well, did we do bad? Did we play bad? Like, no, it's the coach's fault. You guys don't worry about it. It's Sheldon Key's fault. He he made you guys play on different lines with different players. How could you ever be expected to perform under these hor- horrific circumstances? Let's get rid of them. Let's bring in somebody else. And again, the question is, who is the somebody else? It's Barube. Who who who's the person that people want to bring in here? It's Barube. So, Barube. To me, it's Barube. It's like the guy, like the, the total change-up guy, comes in here, had exi- like just you know yeah. comes in here, lights the room on fire, kind of guy. That's that's it. And I'm not saying I'm not saying do it, but I'm just saying yeah. it's a popular it's a popular take tonight, and it's been getting warmer yeah. here, and they're losing games against teams that are supposed to be in there, sort of. Like what are the Red Wings? One point back of them now. It's mm-hmm. the Red Wings are not great. The Leafs are just like heading towards Midsville big time here. So either they are heading Midsville, towards. heading yeah, he, no, not heading towards. Have arrived at the station in Grand Central Midsville here. Like they are yeah. there. It's the middle so, of the season, and the the middling team is in the middle. Like so that's what they either do. You think they're mid, or you don't think they're mid, and you make a decision about the coaching and everything else because of that. So like, are we sure you are you like looking at this team right now? Are you sure you want to like trade all the little assets they have to improve this team? Like, is this team it? 
I, I don't know. No. It's a big question for me. I, I, I think that I've, I've maintained this position all along. Mm-hmm. There are real 2020, there's a real 2020 feel to this team to me. For where sure. you put you push it all the way to the deadline and then you see where you're at. Yeah, you're you're not making a big move ahead of time and you're going to kind of see if this team can show you something. And yep. yeah, have they had some adversity in net? Sure. Do they have a blue line that had a bunch of injuries? Yep. And a and a it actually kind of proved out to be a a decent thing in the long run because it showed up a lot of their depth and some of Tree Living's better moves happened to be getting some of those depth players. Mm-hmm. Um have they had Ideal performances from the Bertuzzi's. Again, pretty played tonight. I thought he came out with a bunch of juice and then faded as the game went on. Has Tavares looked old lately, by the way? Like, quite. Tavares looks like, you know, they used to say he hit the rookie wall and whatever. Tavares has hit some kind of wall. Go look at his point production in the last 20 games. It ain't pretty. It, it really isn't. Here's what I'll say about Tavares. And yeah, like, it's, I'm just looking at his game log here. Uh, Sam Mitchell since uh, San Jose, the San Jose game, didn't get a cookie in that. He's got two points. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's it's really not pretty. Dash two tonight. Dash two against Colorado. Dash one against against uh, New York. I think he does kind of go into these throughout the year where he goes through dips. But the thing I've noticed over the years, the dips get longer and darker. That's what it is, right? As he gets older, where it's like when the production's not there, the dips really, really show. So he's going through a tough one tonight. What did he even play tonight? Felt like he was not out there a lot. And that part of what they did with the line change, I'm um, just looking at his time on ice tonight. Um, oh, it, was pretty, it was pretty noteworthy that he got bumped down to what the third line was. 1741 tonight for him. Like it, yep. with, plus the power play time, which they were out there. They had three power plays. Like that is third line duty plus power play. He basically mm-hmm. was the third line tonight. And they put him with Robertson and Yarncroft. And I guess Yarn, I thought Robertson had a bit of pop tonight. Thought he looked better than he has in, in games past, which is nice. Maybe they can trick somebody into taking him for something. But uh, yeah, it's not pretty right now, buddy. It's not pretty. And they're heading out on a road trip where they're playing lots of the best teams in the in the league. They're playing Edmonton Tuesday has won 10 hockey games in a row. Going to yeah. Calgary, then they're playing against the Vancouver Canucks, then the Seattle Kraken, then double down on the Jets. But it's be looking at an out of a playoff spot here pretty quick. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And at some point you have to figure out what the move is to make, because I think there's way too much expectation, way too much money, way too much everything tied into this situation. And you have to decide what the move you're going to make is. And that's what it comes down to. Mm. This next week is a very important one for the coach. Let's say that. Yeah, sure. I, again, I I don't mind it. I just I I really oh, to I me, buddy. I'm not saying I'm not a dumbo. No, no. I, I'm I'm with you. No, but with hey, the te- it is clearly listen, flaws with the team. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm I'm just saying that smart people are criticizing the coach to me now. For sure. Like like former players, like you know, you know me. You know some of the guys in my you know texting circles. By the way, nice they, call on Samson up there, uh, JD uh, Wojnarowski. Call yeah, that's right. Is it Way to go there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> In the biz, but educated people, people who are far more educated than myself have been really hypercritical of Keith to me recently. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying he's completely absolved of any critiques here. And I think that at this point, if the team does dip out of a playoff spot, 
you you probably you can't fire the players and lord knows they wouldn't anyways because they were like oh Nylander, you had half a good season like eh. <laughs> you know, here's everything sure no move clause you got it the, all the way through you got it baby don't worry about it don't worry about a damn thing all the money up front you got it whatever you want I, it's not going to happen for any players. I don't think that they're going to make some drastic trade, and I don't think that they're going to make one that's going to try to markedly improve the roster. you got one move to make, and that's fire the coach. So I, I don't mind it if they do it. I just the, the problems I'm seeing right now don't look like a bunch of guys who aren't motivated by the coach, and I don't think that the issues that some of these players have are, oh, well, their coach isn't getting the most out of them. Like I, I just... Yeah, it's it's too hard of a sell. Anyways, rapid fire time. Uh, Morgan Riley finally gets his first penalty, and we didn't even do it. Yep, correct. He was innocent. And, he was innocent. Yeah, he is innocent. So it's <laughs> the weirdest streak I actually kind of cared about because normally uh, a streak like that I would be. I don't know. I guess maybe I just like like Morgan Riley so much because normally I would think, wow, you don't have a penalty. It's January soft, you know. And I with Morgan it. Riley, I. I was genuinely impressed by the streak and I felt bad for him that William Nylander robbed him of his streak with a lazy behind the back penalty where he just quit skating and hooked the guy. Mm. Um, anyways. Yeah. Good on Riley for keeping it going and he's innocent. They should, they should switch that. Can they do that? Can they review it? No. Put, under protest. Think, draw, let me the no. Gibby draw the P. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really nice save by Simone Benoit in this game. Awesome. That, was just a heady play and i swear if i had to if i had to bet my life on a guy to like bat a puck out of the defensive zone this is something that he does like good he's got good hand eye man for a big for a big man that came in here and we called you know benny the butcher he he sees it you know like oh, yeah. good hand eye coordination there that's a really nice play that's a calm play that's a good play no panic. And then he like rushed the puck up the ice after this. He was yeah. like, he was shot. after it. He was going up the ice. I love this guy. Love him. Me too. He's a, he's a guy cares. You know, he's just, that's where we're at here. It's like, we watch these four guys who make all this money play quiet and soft through these games. And I have an uncle. I'm like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> the guy who makes seven fifty and cares. What a treat. Like <laughs> what a delight. Sad. You know what? I did think that with Holmberg though, eh? Because that's actually the one a non-rapid fire topic I had is yeah. he was awesome tonight. And I love it. This is always the mark of a of a guy who played well to me is when you think his ice time is more than it is. And with Holmberg, he it was tonight? yeah, he didn't play too much. And but you really felt his presence. And one theory I had for you mm. is you know, they're talking about it during the broadcast about how hey, this dude got told by the coach at the beginning of the year that he was disappointed in his play and he thought that he was expecting a little bit more coming into training camp and they didn't bring him up. And it seems to have lit a fire under him. He doesn't just, he's not just a perimeter player. This this Pontus Holmberg actually looks a little bit more physical, a little bit more engaged than the guy that we saw during his last stint in Toronto. And I, you know, you and I at one point were very big Pontus believers, really big Pontus fans, but that did yeah. tend to fade away. I think the challenge for Holmberg this time around is going to be, Hey, can can you maintain this? Is this is this either is this who you are, or is this just who you are for the first couple of weeks when you get the promotion, and then once things get settled, you you start to turn into a guy that is is less noticeable. But a, a really good performance for him. So good on Pontus Holmberg. Yeah, he uh, you know you got beat out by a nineteen year old in spring in I call it spring training, in training camp. You probably should have a fire lit under you. you should probably be pretty sure. upset about Fraser Mitten beating you you know agree 
So yeah. Um, Any other yeah, rapid fire topics for you? My parents were at the game tonight, and feel bad nice. for them. The guy they missed, they had to watch that loss. They were delayed an hour. They're getting old. Can't have that. You know, it's almost it's almost eleven o'clock. They're not home yet. I'm getting a little old for that. So they'll be so pissed when they hear this. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say this. This uh, is not tough, the message that they want. Tough L. Tough L for Marianne and Andy. Sorry, guys. It's my dad's birthday yeah. tomorrow, so we're going out for breakfast. But uh, yeah. Tough one yeah. there, guys. Sorry. Well, according to you, since they're so old and so tired, they well, were probably kind of sneaky, sneaky happy the, that it wasn't overtime. I'll get the I'll get the breakdown from them about if that cheer was a happy one or a mad one. I'll get a <laughs> max take. Happy cheer. Happy Bronx cheer for the first time in sports to the goalie that everybody didn't believe in. Yeah. No, good take by you guys. Crowd. They're a supportive yeah, crowd. A- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways uh, <laughs> uh you know what that is that's literally there was probably one person there that did that it's like uh, it's the simpsons i was saying boo Hearns, like that's yeah. <laughs> that's you yeah. in yeah. the situation mole man anyway uh thanks for listening thanks for watching hit the thumbs up subscribe on the podcast spotify and apple uh follow at jd bunkers at sam a mckee twitter and on instagram and we will see you tuesday night 